Father in heaven, once more we thank you for the, the honor and the privilege of being here in your presence. We pray that your spirit will once again guide us, direct us, speak to our hearts, we pray, because we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Open, open our eyes. Has anyone, is there anyone here who's ever lost their eyesight temporarily? Anybody ever lost their eyesight? I see a couple of people raising their hands. I see some people just keeping their eyes closed. They don't want to, you know, it, it, it's happened to me. It's happened, it, it happened to me. I remember I was playing basketball once, Pastor, playing basketball once, and I got poked in one of my eyes, poked in the eye, you know, and, 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 and interesting thing. So the eye became swollen, couldn't open the eye at all. The eye became swollen, and something strange happened. My other eye became affected. Yeah, uh, there's a phenomenon. And so, so I couldn't see out of this eye, and then I could not see out of my good eye. My wife had, this was a, while I was in New York City. I grew up in New York City, Brooklyn. Anybody, any Brooklyn in the house? No, no. So, 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 so my, my wife had to take me uh, to a specialist, a, a special clinic, you know, was it eye, ear, and throat, right? They had to take me to that clinic, and, and, and I remember she had to take me on the subway and, and walking me, you know, I, I was the blind being led, you know, and, 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 and it was so, it, it was strange, it was, but it was very interesting. I lost my eyesight, could not believe it. Well, you know, today I want to share with you, I want to share with you uh, and turn your attention to a passage that deals with poor eyesight. Now, uh, there are many passages in the Bible that deal with this issue, but there's something that we need to see from this particular one today. So I'm going to ask you to turn, turn, uh, open your Bibles and turn in your Bibles or turn on your Bibles. Most of the, most of the texts will be on the screen, most of them, not all of them. But take your Bibles out and turn with me to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings in the Old Testament. You got 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings and 2 Kings. 2 Kings in the Old Testament, chapter 6. For some of you, this may be a familiar story. 2 Kings chapter 6, and we're beginning at verse 8. And I'll put these on the screen, but I need you to find it in your Bibles. Let me tell you something. One, one of the things I like to do is this. I'll put text on the screen because it's easy for you to follow. But it's important that you turn in your Bibles to these texts. You know, because uh, during the week, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you and tell you things that the preacher hasn't told you. All right? So it's important to always know where uh, you're studying from in your Bible. Okay. Second Kings. Chapter uh, 6, beginning at verse 8. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. What does the Bible say? Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, right? And he what? Consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place, right? And the man of God sent to the king of Israel 
and saying, beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming there, right? Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Are you following me, right? Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which, which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Have mercy. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he is in Dothan. And so, in 2 Kings chapter 6, the king of Syria is, uh, is disturbed. He was at war with the king of Israel. But every time he mobilized his forces to trap Israel, they would move their forces out of harm's way before the Syrian forces got there. So the Syrian king was upset. Secret information, classified information, was getting out. He reasoned that there must have been a leak in his administration. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Huh? I imagine he must have said, we will find out what they, uh, who they are. But one of his servants said, no one is leaking information, O king. It's the prophet Elijah. He tells the king of Israel, your every move. He tells the king of Israel when you're going in your bedroom. What you're saying in your bedroom. He tells the king of Israel when you go to the bathroom. He tells them when you're doing number one and number two. So, so he sent word to find Elijah, and word came back that he was in a city of Dothan, right? Let's continue reading. Let's continue reading. Therefore, therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and what? Surrounded, surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? What shall we do? So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Oh, that's a sermon right there. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw and what? And behold, the mountains was full, 
was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I don't know if he was coming off a ladder. I don't know if he was climbing down off a ladder and saw angels, but, 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 but somebody didn't hear this children's story. All right, that's all, that's all, that's all right. Let me, let me continue. Let me continue. Let me continue. Let me continue. And so the title of the message is, is what? The title of the message is Open, Open Our Eyes in the story of Elijah and his young servant. The young man saw enemy forces all around them. What he saw was real. I said what he saw was real. It was not a figment of his imagination. The danger was real. And when the young man saw that both he and his mentor were surrounded by an enemy, he became fearful. He was afraid. And his question was, what are we going to do? You know, today, many of our young people have fears and concerns. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, during prayer, that was brought out, right? They are concerned about what they are seeing and experiencing. Huh? Mass shootings. Mass shootings. You remember, 22 dead, August 3rd, El Paso, Texas. Nine dead, August the 4th, in Dayton, Ohio, right? right? Eight dead, August 31, just a week later, Odessa, Texas. And during that time, 22 were injured, including a 17th month old baby and there have been mass shootings in schools as well and young people are crying out for gun control laws huh? demonstrating young people have concerns about the mass shootings that they see happening all across the country and let me tell you something about these shootings in schools. I remember, listen, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. The school I went to was, was in a, a challenging neighborhood. Well, Erasmus Hall High School. Anybody ever? Erasmus, yeah. And, and, and listen, every now and then you will hear some pop, pop. There were shootings. But never... Never in my lifetime would somebody have the nerve to come into a school and shoot up the place. And these, these are the situations that our young people are growing up with today. And it doesn't matter what neighborhood your school is in. Huh? Park, remember the shootings in, shootings in Parkland in the south? A very upscale neighborhood, very upscale school. Mass shootings all around. Young people are concerned about these things, these acts of violence that they're seeing. They have concerns about the mass shootings. But they also have concerns about what they are seeing and happening in the church. They have concerns when it comes to believing that Jesus is real. That he really loves them. If if he loves them, they say, then why are we facing so many challenges? Why are their parents separating? Why are their family members and friends suffering with diseases? Why are they themselves suffering from diseases? 
Why can't their father find a job? Why are they still struggling in school? Who is this Jesus? If he loves me, why am I having so many issues? Today, our young people are concerned with what they are seeing and experiencing. And truth be told, many adults are concerned as well. We have our own concerns. You're still suffering with poor health. Still searching for that right companion. Still having problems at home. And as you look at your situation, you may feel stuck, trapped, with no way of escape in sight. Let me tell you something. When all you can see, when all you can see is the physical nature of your situation, it's easy to become discouraged. When all you can see is the physical nature of your situation, it's easy to become discouraged. In 2 Kings, all the young man could see was the enemy army surrounding the city. He was not hallucinating. It was not an optical illusion. There really was an enemy army out there. It was real. But, I said it was real, but, you see, your situation may be real. You are in poor health. Yes, the church is in need of people to serve. Your finances are low. But God has a solution. And often the solution is right there, but we can't see it because we are spiritually blinded. If we only focus on what we see through our physical eyesight, we can't see what God has or what he's able to do for us. Elisha could see things that this young man could not see. The city was surrounded by enemy forces. But the problem was that the young man could only partially see what was really going on. He could only partially see what was really going on. He could only partially see the true situation. He had a partial, the young man had a partial vision of reality a partial vision of reality. He could only see things in the physical world. He could not see things in the spiritual world. And today, today, many of us, both young and old, are in the same situation. And what we need, we need God to open our eyes, give us some spiritual glasses so that we can see what's really going on. The young man saw enemy forces all around. But what he could not see, what he could not discern, was that the Lord was already dealing with the situation. What he could not see, what he could not see was that just as they were a, a real enemy, real enemy forces surrounding them, heavenly forces were already in place surrounding the enemy forces. And the heavenly forces outnumbered the enemy. 
and the heavenly forces were on his side. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And if God be with us, who in the world can be against us? Elijah. Elijah prayed. Elijah prayed. And the eyes of the young man were open. And he received spiritual insight. Now he was able to see what the Lord could do for him. And now his fears were gone. He was no longer afraid, no longer apprehensive, no longer unsure about his future, no longer unsure about the outcome of things, no more doubts about what God could do because Elisha prayed and his eyes were open. This is significant. This is significant. It is, it, it's important to pray for our young people. It's important for, to pray for our young people. It's, it's important to continue to pray, even when it looks like there's no change in their lives. Pray and believe that God will be merciful and answer your prayers. Pray and believe that he can and will bring about a change in the lives of our children. You got to pray and believe. Elisha prayed and the young, man, young man's eyes were open. And as, as the young man saw the forces of heaven all around the enemy, he became confident. He was now assured that things would work out for him and Elisha. But, but I wonder, what was the young man thinking now? Now that he was no longer afraid, no longer doubting, what was the young man thinking when he saw that the Lord was in control, that the forces of heaven had the enemy surrounded? Huh? Maybe he thought that there was going to be a beatdown, that the heavenly forces would destroy the enemy. Huh? I mean... Maybe he thought that something big, oh yeah, something good was about to happen. And you know, back in the day, you know, I remember, you know, uh, you would see or you would go to school and something's going to happen. And oh, you want to just pull up a chair and sit down and take out some potato chips and say, wow, let's see. Something good is going to happen here. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. We're going to continue reading, but this time it's not on the screen. We're going to read 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 18 through 23. I'll read in your hearing, but you need to follow along in your Bibles with me. This is what happened. This is what happened. So, verse 18. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he, he the Lord, struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Verse 19, Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them 
to Samaria. So it was when they had come to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And there they were inside Samaria. Samaria is the capital of Israel at the time. Verse 21, now when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elijah, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But he answered, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away that, that they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. Stay with me here. Let's recap this. You see, the young man had been spiritually blind and could not see spiritual things. He could only see the physical world. He could not see God's reality. But not only was the young man spiritually blind, the Syrians, the ones who had had them surrounded, the ones who were working against God's people, they were spiritually blinded as well. They couldn't see that they were outnumbered. They thought that they were in control of the situation. They couldn't see that God was in full control. So what was Elisha going to ask God to do? Destroy those who were working against him? Put them out of the church? Elijah prays again, but this time, not for eyes to be opened, but rather for eyes to be closed. What? Let me explain something to you. If that were me, I wasn't going to pray for my enemy's eyes to be closed. I was going to pray, Lord, open their eyes. I would pray, Lord, open their eyes so that they can see that they are surrounded. Open their eyes so that they can see that I got my boys with me. Huh? Open their eyes so that they can see that they are not in control of the situation. Huh? Have you ever wanted to pray that prayer? You know, you know, there's some churches, you know, you got some people in those churches who think they're in control. I'm not talking about this church. And I'm not talking about his other two churches. He's here now. I can't mention his other two churches. Huh? You got people who think they're in control. Have you ever wanted, have you ever wanted the Lord to just open their eyes so that they understand who's really in control? Huh? I mean, I would have prayed, Lord, open their eyes. And when their eyes are open, we'll see who's going to be afraid now. But that's not what Elijah does. 
That's not what he does. He, he said, Lord, close their eyes. Elijah, instead of praying for their eyes to be open, prays that the Lord will cause his, these enemies, their blindness, to increase. Not only couldn't they see spiritual things, now they would barely see physical things. Has that ever happened to you? You can barely see something physical, huh? huh? You're not blind, but, 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 but you can't fully see something that's right in front of you? Have it happened to you? I told you I got three boys, right? Oh, did I tell you I had those three boys? Yesterday, did I, t did I mention that those three boys were my boys? Did he kind of figure that out? <laughs> well, well, now they're three young men, you know, and they almost wear, you know, wear my size, wear my clothing. And all the time, I'm looking for certain things, socks or whatever, and it's missing. Well, a particular day, I was looking for some uh, Adidas sweatpants that I have, you know. And I know they were just washed, and they were supposed to be right there in my closet, and I'm there looking. And I go, and they're not there. And so the first thing that comes to mind, which one of these boys took my Adidas sweatpants? And, of course, I went storming out the room. And then I remember, you know, you're a pastor. So, so let's do this in the right pastoral way. Uh, did anyone take my sweatpants, my Adidas? Oh, no, Dad, it wasn't me. And in my mind, I'm like, yes, it was. You, they could not have disappeared. And I thought, okay, I will go back and check. But I know. I knew the deal. And I went back, and right there, the very place I just looked, Elder, I'm there looking, and right there, there they are. I just looked there, and I did not see them. Who just put them back there? Somebody must have, <laughs> they were not there before. Right in front of my eyes, and I could not see. Has it ever happened to you? Huh? Don't, 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 husband, wife, don't, don't, don't look at each other. Don't, don't confess anything here. Don't confess anything here. But, 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 but that must have been what happened. They, they were partially blinded, partially blinded because, because Elijah now leads them, this large group of soldiers, this large group of men on an 11-mile hike to another city, the city of Samaria. That would not have been possible if they were totally blind. Are you following me? And so, so they must have been partially blind. But the point is this. The point is, while, while the young man is looking, because this young man is seeing all of this, while the young man is looking, instead of praying for the enemy's eyes to be open, Elijah prays for them not to be able to see physical things properly, right? And he leads the enemy right to the forces of Israel, right into the hands of the people of God. Then he prays that their physical eyesight would return, not spiritual, but physical. They would not see the armies of heaven, but rather they would see the army of God, Israel, on earth. He prays that they would see the forces of God's people. And instead, listen, instead of destroying them, instead of destroying them, instead of destroying them, he has a party. 
instead of destroying them, he has a party for them. He overwhelms them with kindness. The enemy is overwhelmed with love. And then they are released and sent back home safely. The hearts of the enemy are turned from trying to do evil and they leave and return home without any further incident. And the young man sees all of this. His eyes were open to see the spiritual, to see that God was in control. But now his eyes were open to see the love of God being demonstrated by the people of God. The young man sees that the hearts of the enemies of God's people are turned, not by the mighty acts of God per se, but rather by the love he pours out through his people. You see, Jesus' love, when it is revealed by his people, is able to change the hearts of men and women, boys and girls, all around us. This is what the young man needed to see. And this is what we need to see. I said, this is what the young man needed to see. This is what our young people need to see. This is what we need to see. What is it? Huh? That the power of his love in us, the power of his love in us can transform the lives of the people around us. The power of his love in us can transform the lives of the people around us. See, our young people, our young people need to see Jesus in us. You see that picture? Can you see the eye? Who's in the eye? Huh? Our young people, they need to see Jesus in us. They need to see and we need to understand that real power, listen to me, real power, real power is not having angels around us. Hmm? That was a beautiful story with the angels. Yeah, yeah. But real power is not having angels around us. No, no, no. Real power is having Jesus in us. Real power. Talking about real power. Jesus in us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'm finished, you know. I'm, I'm hungry. It's time to eat. <laughs> if you could play, the theme song would be lovely. But play a little while I talk. I'm still going to talk. 
I'm still going to talk. You play a little, and then we'll, we'll sing that. Anybody hungry? <laughs> Real power. Jesus in us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when Jesus lives in us. People need to see that. We need to understand that. Jesus in us not only transforms us, but it can transform the world. It'll transform the community. Huh? We, we, we focus a lot on, oh, we're reading the Bible and, and, and prophecy. Listen, it's all good and great, but there's no Jesus in it. No power. You see, the power is in his love. The Pharisees couldn't understand that. The power is in his love. That's why you can, uh, you can know the Bible from front to cover, and there's no change in your life. You can know the Bible from front to cover, and there's no power in your life. This thing is simple, actually. This thing is basic. Jesus in us. Accepting his love and allowing the power of his love not only to transform our hearts and our lives, but also to flow out of us to touch the lives of others. You want to see this church filled to the capacity of standing room only? <laughs> you want to see this community changed? Let the power of his love fill you and flow out of you. That's my prayer. I want to see my children make it into heaven. I want to see my, I want to be there. I want to see my family there. I want to continue to pray for them. But, you know, I, I've preached on this passage before, you know. And I've looked at this passage many a times. And, and the thing was always, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. It was always about the fact that, yes, we have an army of angels by faith surrounding us. But I missed it. Elijah knew it. The big deal is not the angels around. It's the power of God inside. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, this was the same Elisha who had asked his predecessor, Elijah, for a double portion of his spirit. Fill me. I just want to be overflowing with your spirit. And he was. And he understood. And the love of God was able to flow out of him. And he was trying to teach Israel. It's not about destroying the enemy. It's not about beating them down. Love, the power of Jesus' love, will conquer everything. It will transform our lives. And if it flows out of us, our kids will see it. Their lives will be transformed. They'll believe that this thing is real. And the people around us can be transformed as well. The praise team is going to sing one stanza. Maybe they should sing the whole thing. <laughs> and then I'll pray after. Sing that song. I like that song. Sing that song. Sing that song. Sing the song. Lord, I come to you, let my heart be changed, 
renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround me. Bring me near, draw me to your In the power of your love, Lord, unveil my eyes, let me see your face, to face the knowledge of your love as you live in me. Lord, renew my mind as your will unfolds in my life, living every day by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love Once more, just stand with me, please. Hold me close. Okay. Let your love like surround me. Bring me near. Draw me to your side. And as I wait, I'll rise up like an Let us play softly. Let's, let us bow our heads. Father in heaven, Lord, it's all about your love. It's not about us, about the things that we're able to do. It's about Jesus living in us, transforming us so that the world can be transformed through us. And so, Lord, I'm praying now that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would move in this place, touch 
each and every heart. Help us to have a a better understanding of your love. Help us, Lord, to have a desire to be filled by your Holy Spirit so that your love would not only fill us, but be able to be poured out through us. And Lord, as our eyes are closed, our heads are bowed, there may be somebody here who wants to just raise their hands and say, Pastor, I need special prayer because I need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. I desire to be filled. I desire to have Jesus' love in me and working through me. If that's your desire, just, just raise your hands. Raise your hands. Amen. God sees those hands. And so, Father, you know the desires of our heart. You know the, our needs. And I know what you're able to do for us. So my prayer right now is that you would move in a special way. Transform us. And help us to be filled by the power of your love. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen.